Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Hello, everybody. Dylan here. It's been a busy week. It's only Tuesday, but we've had a lot of people in the studio recording a lot of good stuff for you guys. I'm sitting here with three of our rock star, uh, not just top producers, but also team leads. I've got Kyle Clarkson in the room, Ethan Hochul, and Jared Van Cleve. You guys want to say hello? Just rock star people hello. in general. Rock stars, yeah. I guess. Was that a hello. good way to start? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to butter you up so I can get the good content. <clears throat> Our uh, topic for the day is, I guess, everything around building teams. I was just showing you guys the roster, the list of all the teams. I didn't count them. We, I think we have something like 15 or 20 teams inside of our walls at this point in various forms of teams. We've got a lot of people discussing this and trying to understand this model. And I think our goal today is just to explore a little bit about what you guys are doing as teams, all pretty different, and see what we can maybe just learn from you, but also learn from each other. So uh, appreciate you joining me. You're we welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Uh, so why don't we just super quick start with this. I always assume that there's a few people listening that don't even know who the heck you guys are. So real quick, just uh, name yours in the business, uh, previous career, if there was one, and kind of the status today. And if you want to share like your production goals or whatever, what's your Focusing on this year or anything like that. Super quick. Kyle, you're up. Uh, Kyle Clarkson, 18 years in the business. I was a youth minister for five years before I got into real estate. And that's You still got that youth poster kind of <laughs> air about you. I got rid of the little chin goatee thing, though. I had that for a while. But you can take Soul anything patch. that happens and turn it into a lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, I was watching TikTok yesterday about that corn song, and it was supposed to be a youth pastor taking the corn song. Into, it. Yeah, that was so good. So good. Uh, brought me back. Um, and how's your business today? Well, you just showed me that personally I'm down 5% for the year. Bad start to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, but my team, uh, every individual on my team is in the green for the year up a total of 32%. So. So, some of them up ridiculous yeah. amounts. Yeah. Uh, one, one of them is up six figures compared to last year. Super fun to see. Um, okay, so that's Mr. Clarkson. Ethan Hochul. Yeah, Ethan Hochul. Been in the business just over seven years. Um, and yeah, as far as production goals go, so going into this year, it was a little bit different. Um, it was a lot of going into more team growth mode, um, which took a lot of time off of personal production. But unlike Kyle, my production is up from uh, <laughs> last year. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but our team is, yeah, doing great and off to a great start to the year. And, or I guess it's, it's not <laughs> it's a great start, start to the year. To the year. <laughs> it's, uh, it's September. Um, so great halfway through the year um, or more so. But, uh, yeah, so production-wise on, on path, but excited for what's to come. We're getting ready to start our goal setting for 2023, believe it or not. Uh, which we time. have really big goals for that, so we're looking forward to that. Jared Van Cleve, it'll be 17 years here this fall. And uh, before real estate, I was doing construction uh, management and also property management prior to that. So kind of real estate since college. That's like a lifetime ago now. Uh, it feels that way. <coughs> 17. I remember celebrating 15 years at the, uh, we went, went for lunch or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's two full years ago. It's crazy. It's um, and this year, how's it going for you? Yeah, doing well. Um, numbers are up for me personally uh, as a team. Uh, 
Katie, my other team lead, um, had twins, so that changed her perspective for this year a little bit. But she's she's got I think six pendings for September, so she'll be fine. She's doing great. That's pretty cool, making two babies and keeping in the game. Yeah. Um, well, good stuff. So let's just start fifty thousand feet, guys. Uh, and, and maybe this is a, a tricky question to answer. Can you can you go back to the beginning, like why team? Before we get into the nitty gritty of how you do your team and what you've learned and what's working, what's not, why why would you say you even started a team? What motivated you to do that? Um, my real estate coach made me. <clears throat> I had not, no desire to have a team, and this was like six years ago. I had a conversation. He said, "Well, you need to start by hiring an assistant." So I hired an assistant, and then I hired an assistant, and like, well, you need to add a buyer's agent. So I added a buyer's <laughs> agent, and. Uh, here we are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, that's it. So no master plan, but someone's got a plan for you, apparently. Well, he, he I do, you know, 90% of probably what he encouraged me to do. And huh. half of it works and half of it doesn't. But, uh, well, maybe more than half. But 75% is stuff that's really helped me grow in my business. And I've gotten to the point where I'm not afraid to, you know, try some things. And, you know, if they work, awesome. Let's grow and, you know, uh, learn from that. So. Okay, that's good. That's a fair fair answer. How about you guys? For me, it's just about the <clears throat> sorry. Um, I love coaching, so I coach sports, and that's just kind of my mm-hmm. mantra, or that's what I enjoy to do. And so, just being able to help build something that one helps free me up time wise to do things I want to do, like coach. Uh, high school sports and coach my kids sports and spend time with them um, while still being able to grow a business. Um, But then most importantly, being able to help make an impact in other people's careers and getting people to, to a spot that maybe they couldn't get to by themselves um, and being able to coach them and have an impact in their journey. That's interesting. So I heard you say, I want to make sure I understood that it free having a team frees you up to go be a coach in other spaces and having a team gives you the context to be a coach inside your team. Correct. Coach, yep. coachy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Coachy. You, you coach what, uh, outside of the walls? Uh, high school wise, I coach high school football. It's my sixth year doing that. And then I've coached high school track two years, um, both at Ballard and then coach my kids, football, baseball, busy basketball. Guy. Yeah. And I coach coach agents too. Yep. What made you do this, Jared? Um, Quite frankly, it was that was my model. That's what you were doing. Uh, Had a buyer's agent and had some people around you helping support your business. So uh, that was explain that a little bit. So day one, mm -hmm. you step in, and I think Allison was your buyer specialist. Yeah. And the encouragement was, yeah, maybe you should try to have something like that in the future too. And and it just by necessity in some ways needed support staff too. So had an assistant at one time and have had different assistants, but yeah, you've, you all have, but you maybe for the longest time uh, have explored different models of team, having buyer specialists, having full-time staff, having part-time team. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm interested to hear about that progression on where you landed today. Yeah. In some ways it ebbs and flows with the market. Um, Recently haven't had assistant, Really, you haven't had as much of a need as an, uh, for an assistant. Is that the market, though, or is that efficiencies well, in the business? that's what I was going to say, is the market of the systems yeah. that have been bolted on. 
and helpful. You're you're able to do a heck of a lot more without a full time administrative support today than that's right. Yeah. It's been fun to watch that change over the years. Mm-hmm. Um and so you kind of touched on some of this, Ethan, but the the rest of you as well, benefits then uh, that you derive from having a team. Yeah, I mean, quality of life for me, just having, even if I'm going to be out of town, just to have the support to say, okay, well, Katie's going to cover for me or, yeah, you know, that's huge so that I can have a little more balance as my girls get older, able to do things. Even this afternoon, I'm going to a volleyball game and, so everybody talks about, oh, you got so much flexibility with real estate. And for the longest time in my business, I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, I need to do whatever I need to do to, to get money on the table. And so, but now I can see a little bit more of the fruits of those labors. And, and uh, having a team is, we, we can share the load a little bit more that way. So flexibility, time away, getting away from the business. You've got a team you can trust. And you, you could take a couple of weeks off quite comfortably at this point and your business would keep depending running. on the time of year maybe <clears throat> yeah possibly yeah and it's it's it, the problem with those efficiencies is it's easier to take time away while still being on dot loop follows you wherever you go yeah. if you wanted to mm-hmm. um that's a good answer how about you guys coaching was one you said but yeah and i think the other part is just your client's client care so the other thing i didn't mention when we went around the why a team that was the other thing is I mean, one person can only handle so much business and doing it, like, good or great, not just good, doing it really, really, really great. And so having that support there is huge from a – to really truly take care of all the clients. um, Charlie, sorry. um, To truly take care of the clients the way they deserve to be taken care of, having the right people in the right places makes that a – to, it ended up being a necessity to where either I could keep doing 50 deals a, de- a year and stay there and just do it myself. Otherwise, in order to get to where I wanted to be and take care of the clients the, what, the way they deserve. It, Especially on the administrative and support structure side, right? I think that's what you're referencing more correct. than just other agents. Yes. And as a agent, you're also doing, you're the marketing person, you're the CEO, CFO, you're, yep. you're trying to do all this stuff. And so you can only serve your clients so much, but then when you have other people doing some of that other stuff for you or a lot of the other stuff for you, you can focus on one, getting more business, but two, doing what's most important. That's taking care of the client. Yeah. And then also having support people in place that can also help you take care of the client. So that's good. So increasing the actual customer value proposition. Correct. You're better at what you do for your clients through your team than you would be alone. Yep. And you can do it to more for more people too. Yep. Because I'm not good at a lot of stuff, but you bring a lot of people on that are good at a lot of things, and it definitely helps. How about you? What benefits? Yeah, well, I go back to the beginning when I was talking about my coach making me do it, and part of the reason was is I had some lofty goals, and you know, Ethan touched on this, but if you have other people come alongside you and take some of those things, it does increase your productivity and maybe the areas you know you're best at. So. For me, that first step of having an assistant who's taking a lot of those tasks uh, away from me so I could do what I was best at, and that was sell. Um, so at that point in my team and my business to, you know, hire Leah at that time and, you know, give her those tasks that were taking up my time and ability to go out and sell more houses. So that's kind of where it began for me. Habu, have you ever heard of that? Say it again. Habu, highest and best use. That's what my real estate coach talks about all Love the time it. is figuring out 
what those are. And she absolutely hates that I still put my own signs in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every time. Yeah. My so coach said the same thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You two both have Tom Ferry coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a coach? That was Jared, by the way. I don't. <clears throat> no, that's good. Not formally. Uh, you're, you're a student. Jared's always been a student, and he's always, you sit at the feet of a lot of people because you're all about soaking in wisdom and knowledge from other folks. Yeah. So you just don't want to pay for it. Organic coaching. <laughs> organic. <laughs> a lot cheaper. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I, I did want to touch on this before we d- dig into your teams. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations over the year about good team, bad team. In fact, a lot of people remember me five or six years ago and think of me as being anti-team. And mostly that was in the context of what was going on in our market through Keller Williams and some other companies where it was just team mania, right? I used to joke, when you join some companies, it was like, so do you want to join a team or start a team? And I'm like, well, hold on. How did those become the only options? Good team, bad team. And the other bad team that I've seen is uh, when I started, everybody wanted to pair up. It was always like two new agents and let's just let's work together. We can be a team. And I always called that the law of uh, multiplication versus addition. It's not 50% capable plus 50% capable. It's 50% capable multiplied by 50% capable because your inefficiencies just bounce off of each other. So I guess I'm just curious, good team, bad team. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Um, obviously, I presume you believe you have good teams. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a tough, I have an amazing so. team, but yeah, like, I remember starting failing forward many times, you know, from the first buyer's agent I had and, you know, just the frustration from that, from him and from me and not really knowing what I was doing and uh, to the point where, you know, we're at today. But I think a lot of lessons learned and actually going out and doing it, seeing what works and building off it. So, well, and I want to, I want to clarify the question because you're talking about getting better at running a team. I think uh, my question has got to do with bad reasons for building a team like thinking that somehow we'll be better together or um, versus intentionally building a business that either, like you said, Ethan, ups the value proposition or Jared creates flexibility for your world. Those are two different things. And I've seen bad team for the wrong reasons actually be counterproductive. Mm -hmm. But good team truly does amazing things. Speak to that. Well, I would say just there's this perception that people think, and when I got in the business, it's kind of what I thought too, like, I'm going to start a team because I feel like if I put team behind my name, it's more valuable, which I feel like happens a lot. Um, And so, and I, there's a lot of one man stands that have team off to their name, right? Yeah. And I'm sure people thought about that about me when I first started my team, because I started it early, but there was a reason why I did that. But on that note, that would be my one thing that I've seen is people just throw team or group or, and associate whatever it is at the end because I think it's a sta- it's a status thing more than a why how did that become a status thing what's going on in their minds I think it's just people if they can be seen as someone who went and started this thing then that become that makes them more of a business owner than it does just yep. a real estate agent would be my perception which can be a good thing too if like. I think everybody sitting here, it was a business decision. Like, I mean, more than just a business decision, but it was a, like, we are doing this so we can actually go run a business. But I think people, that's what they want, but that's not necessarily what they do. I don't know if that makes any sense. <clears throat> yes. but And I'm trying to make this distinction for anyone listening because I've seen this mania and I've seen that status idea. I think the way I describe it is, 
it's almost like the step one is to get licensed and to get through the first couple of years. And somehow when you become good at real estate sales, the next logical step must be to build a team. And I think what I've tried to help people understand is that that's absolutely not true. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different path altogether. Sort of like back in the old day, one day you just become a broker and open your own office. That's absolutely not true. Running a brokerage is a fundamentally different thing than being great at real estate sales. And I think building a team is a different business path than being a great professional uh, solo artist. Uh, but, um, and, and maybe touch on that, because I'm curious about that. Kyle, I'm looking at a guy, you, that you grew up at the brokerage model. Your dad was what started the first Century 21 in- Grandpa, yep. Your grandpa in Iowa. Yep. Your yep. dad was a part of that. Then he ran the Cobalt Banker. You've seen brokerage for many years. Um, the difference between running a brokerage and building a team. And so I, I think there's these- beautiful opportunities that have opened themselves up in the business model today where all the, and this is me speaking as a broker that has to deal with the crap I deal with some of the, you can run a brokerage now as a team lead without a lot of the garbage that comes with running a brokerage. And that's how I see in part what you guys are doing 20 years ago, what you're doing would have been called a small brokerage today. What you're doing is running small brokerages without any of that infrastructure and, Speak to that. I was curious what your thoughts are on that. Is that what you feel like you're doing? Yeah, and that's probably transformed quite a bit in the last two years. But, you know, I, I did watch my, my dad both as a top producing agent and as a manager, at broker at Cobalt Banker, and they are two completely different things. Um, and, and so that's not what I was looking for. You know, at one time in my life, I thought I was looking for that to be the broker of a company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not, not to own my own company, but just to be a broker. I actually accepted a job to be a broker here. <laughs> well, here I did. Wait, I am a broker. I was like, aren't you a broker? I was <laughs> no, a confused uh, different when I would talk about a managing broker. So, you know, <laughs> like cool. Full-time job, right? Full-time job. Yeah. Cool. Banker offered me a job. I accepted it. Um, and so I was going to be full-time broker and their West Des Moines location. And I thought that was tra the trajectory that I wanted. I wanted to be on it. And then, uh, things changed and decided to go a different direction. Um, but it, it is a completely different thing. And so I think, um, I don't even know what your question was now, but I think I'm asking what's the difference between running a team and running a brokerage. Yeah. And every team looks a little different, right? I mean, uh, some people do not sell. There are plenty of teams out there where that team lead is not selling. They're like a full-time sales director. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like a sales director and coach. Probably more, yeah, coach, broker, you know, type type duties. But uh, I don't know what that holds for my future, you know, as far as that. But like, I'm, I think I'm pretty good in sales. Like, and I'm not ready to give that that quite up uh, yet. So, well, looking at your numbers, I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That would be hard to give up it's in this environment. The amount of revenue that can be created just through the efficiencies you guys have is pretty profound. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I think I'm just touching on the whys. Uh, let's jump into your models just a little bit because all three of you run very different, not very different, but different models. I don't even know where to start. Um, Start at the top, I guess. Just You can take turns, but how would you describe your team structure, right? Cover a little bit of, just so that people have the backdrop, your administrative support that you do or don't have, how that works, and then how your agent team functions underneath or next to you in terms of referrals or business leads, all that kind of thing. Who wants to go first? Um, so right now the structure is uh, Katie and I actually were, 
are more business partners. I would say we're both team leads, uh, the way we have it structured. Um, we were just talking the other day. She, <laughs> if she could do it all over again, she said, I would, I would just love to do customer and client care. Like just be more administrative to handle social media and handle customer care. And I'm like, you, you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> You're still young, Katie. Because <laughs> we can change things if you want to do it that way, you know. And um, But she really enjoys the sales side of it, too. It would just be very difficult, you know, for her to make a change like that. But um, so really, I see both of us doing kind of pulling pulling the, the wagon the same way. Um, and then... And then we've added Casey at the beginning of the year. He's in Urbandale. Um, and that really kind of started from just he and I hanging out, you know, um, grabbing lunch once a month and just talking life, uh, kind of a mentorship type. It was, it was mutual, though, mutually beneficial. And so he, he just approached me and said, Jared, I'm interested in getting into real estate. He was a client of mine, bought a property, and then bought property in Urbandale and wanted to get into the business. And I said, well, let's, let's go. And maybe this would be a way for you to start. Um, just being a part of our team, you call me anytime, you know, there's more mentoring opportunities that way. And then Samantha joined too, and she's very green. She's a sophomore at Iowa state, yep. uh, just starting and getting familiar with the business. Uh, so we're working through obviously some unique dynamics there. Um, and that's our, that's who we are right now is the Van Cleef team. Um, I've got tenure as far as years and amount of business, uh, Katie's been in seven years, and then these other two just this year. Well, I want to back up on the progression there because what you've done is a little unique. And so you're selling for 10, 15 years or 12, 13 before Katie shows up as a new agent. And Katie comes on board and ends up on your team. <clears throat> Katie sells sort of underneath you for a period of time, but... As a buyer specialist. As a buyer specialist, but increasingly also then gets involved as you change your admin structure. She starts doing some of the administrative work with all of your clients. Mm -hmm. And then that sort of shifts into a, you call it a partnership, where you and Katie worked side by side. The new team structures came out. You took advantage of the new team comp plan uh, with the two of you as a team. And then what's happened is you guys, as I, this is my words, right? So correct me. You've become a, a mother and father of your team in a way even though you're the one that started this years and years ago, she's providing elements of value to your entire team. So what you guys have done now is you've brought on a couple of other newer agents underneath you as a collective. And there, right. there may be more, there may not, but it's a four-person team. Katie is both serving her clients and providing the administrative support and guidance for the team as a collective. Yeah, I mean, the last part is... We discuss a lot of that together, but yes, yes, I would under say your she's, guidance, yeah, she's, she's more inclined toward that part of the team aspect. Yes, and and touch on the administrative part of that because that's unique. Whereas these two guys have full time administrators on their team, um, you don't. You through your agent base administrate all of the moving parts of a heck of a lot of business every year. Yeah, talk and, about that. Um, so I. I, yeah, maybe I'm too hands-on and a little bit probably got away from administrative support um, just because, yeah, I mean, the, the things change. She was full-time. I paid her way too much money. Um, it was just, it was time for a kind of a break from that for me. And and then Dotloop came in and these other systems and I'm like, well, I can figure that out. And so I just ran with it myself and a lot more efficient so I could get a lot done very quickly on my own. And well, is, it, is it working for you? Yeah, it's working. 
but I, I, there's times, and I, Katie and I have been batting this around a lot, but there's times I'm like, well, maybe we should have at least part-time yeah. support staff to help kind of fill in the gaps, like Ethan was saying, make the experience a lot better for our clients by doing that. So that's the current conversation that we're having. What should we bolt onto the team that we're not? And it's, it's changed over the years. Like you said, yeah. you've gone back and forth on that over 17 years of our conversation. And, but for the last five years, you've figured out how to get all the value that you provide your clients accomplished really through you and Katie. And you've recognized the opportunity to bring others into that fold. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to diminish what Century 21 provides from a staff perspective too. I mean, that provides a lot of support for our team, even I, though it's the greater team that they're supporting. Oh, I love that point. I, um, I've always tried to help our new agents think of themselves as starting with a team of having an ASC in their corner, having a TC in their corner, having a broker in their corner, and actually a marketing team in their corner and leveraging that until they start to add their own team members to that. Yeah, and so I've tried to, I think over the years, and you'd have to ask the support staff, but I think I've tried to mentally at least, and I think in the practicalities too, double down on what you guys are providing so that, I mean, it, you keep saying, ask for this. You know, what? how can we support you? What can we do? And I'm like, well, then I need to tap into that more so and get as much out of it as I can. Okay, so that's a, I want to keep bouncing because that's a structure that's, it's not super crazy unique. It's not the traditional team that people would think of, right? It's more, it's an organic version of a team that you've built. And I, it almost looks more like a family. I hate to say it, but that's sort of how that looks. Mom, dad, and kids. <laughs> no. Did, I, did that get weird? No. no that's good. <clears throat> I, well, and it's, I think you, it makes sense you to have, think of it that way. Yeah, you have two unique abilities. And like you said, Katie really loves some of that customer service side of things and the administrative part. And you figured out how to wire that in without having to outsource that to an official administrator. I think that's a great use of unique abilities. So how about you, Ethan? You and, and your progression, again, it's changed over the months and years. But tell us about how your team looks, functions, because you have a, a significant amount of administrative support through Jamie and your, and your team that really aren't just admins. They're kind of running your business as, I forget Jamie's title, but she's really your director of operations. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, Jamie actually came on. So, just... Miller, Jess Gilligan, I guess, was the very first team member I brought on who she came on when she first started to do admin support and then kind of sell part-time. That turned into her selling a lot more and then going off, and now she's killing it, which is fun to watch. Thank you for that. That's our signature <coughs> award winner this year. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So there you go. <laughs> um, and then similar thing with Jamie. Jamie came on board to, same thing, do um, she was going to sell some and do admin support. And then she quickly found out, well, one, what she liked was more the admin support side of things, back end stuff, and two, like she just didn't have time with what I was asking her to do to also sell on top of that. And so long story short, um, what are we, you know, she's been with me four or five years now. And so she is our director of operations. And so she runs pretty much the show she does a lot of our marketing stuff which if you ask our coach our coach will also say find a different marketing person for that which we were going to do and then we decided not to but so jamie does all most all of our marketing um stuff she helps manage pretty much the agents um i do kind of the sales stuff and um 
coaching and all that kind of stuff, but she manages a lot of the back end stuff. Um, and then she also is in charge of Alicia, who Alicia is our client care coordinator. So Alicia handles pretty much all the transaction type stuff. So she's the one coordinating with lenders, pretty much anybody involved when th- something goes pending. Alicia handles all that. Um, she's also the one who manages our database, makes sure everybody's getting the touches that we need to um, get on those people. And so it's a pretty significant deal. Um, and she's part-time, but working more to- towards full- full-time that her now youngest is in school finally. For, he's a kindergartner. So she'll take more hours, so we're filling her plate up. So those are our two support people. Um, and then we have four, just about to be five agents on our team. And I don't do, so a lot of people think of team structures as like buyer specialists and stuff like that. I don't have titles for mine. Mine are just team members. Um, So they get a list homes, they get to work with buyers, sell whatever they want to do on there. Um, And then I do co-list the properties with them um, because we provide all the marketing, all the support and all the stuff that goes along with the listing for them. Um, but that's kind of our setup that we have. So you lean pretty heavily on your <clears throat> administrative support personnel because you're a pretty big marketer and yep. you always look terrific, but you're saying Jamie's handling a lot of the marketing. Yep. You're just following instructions. Following instructions. Hey, shoot this video, shoot this video, do that. Well, you're putting out a lot of stuff. Um, yep. And then you're doing a heavy amount of production as the team lead. Yep. And then so I like sales. So it's, I, was trying to take a step back going into this year and then uh, decided that I was not enjoying that part of it. So kind of put my foot back on the gas on that. Explain that. So that was, let me focus on a bunch of recruiting and guiding my team. And I think the, correct me if I'm wrong, but the pullback was, no, I really love the sales part of this. I'm not going to focus as much on growing the team. I'm going to focus on guiding and coaching the team that I have and Correct. So yeah, focus more on guiding and coaching the team, pretty much increasing person per person productivity, per person productivity of the people that are already on the team and then grow more organically uh, instead of going into some big recruiting matrage of, uh, hey, I'm going to go recruit 50 agents in a year. It's more, okay, let's do this organically. That way I can then take my time to coach the people I have, train them right, get their sales up, and then also keep my sales at what I want them to be at. That's a, per, it's a perpetual struggle is this, uh, because you guys do so well on your own sales, the idea of stepping up. I mean, I haven't sold since 2006, but that was a cold, hard line. I'm like, I'm not selling anymore. And you guys haven't made that decision. And that's one of those big distinctions between running a brokerage and running a team is you can continue to sell a whole bunch of real estate with these amazing, amazing efficiencies while helping your team build their production. And I'm looking at all the green on these lists. There's a lot of people on your teams that are notably up on their production. I wonder so, how well we'd be able to coach if we weren't in the business selling at the same time. Well, not that well because you'd be starving. No, I mean like, uh, if we pulled back from numbers, if we wanted to do a third or yeah. something. Well, starving is a bad word because you guys make good revenue on your production, but that you can make that through sales is what gives you the capacity to offer your teams great value propositions on the comp plan side and stuff like that. Which is why I decided, so it is a balance. And I think we might get to this in a little bit, but <clears throat> I mean, we only have so much time in a day, right? So you do have to pick and choose, but that's why I decided, okay, like I don't want to, 
make my agent suffer because I want to do more production. So what that meant is, okay, then if I go hire 20 new agents, then they're going to suffer or like I have to pick at that point. So it's kind of like, to me, I feel like I can do both right now, but it was if I want to go take off on this path, then yeah, production's either going to have to go down yep. or I'm going to do this team growth thing completely wrong and not both like I want being to. both selling a bunch yourself and providing value for your team. Correct. Yeah. How about you, Carl? So talk us through where you're at. You've got, uh, I'll just say the largest team in terms of number of agents. Um, and, pr- and production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would you, how that. would you describe your team and the progression and where you're at? Yeah, it's crazy in my mind how it's evolved uh, from starting, what, six years ago and <clears throat> have an assistant to where it is today. And so I'm not going to go all the way back, but I'm going to go last year where I, I don't know how last year happened. Uh, you know, I sold 140 houses. Leah was on maternity leave and was gone a couple months. And somehow we got through last year, but looking back for me, it was okay. I sold a lot of houses, but everything else I did not do very well. Um, what do you mean? Like being a dad? Oh, no, I'm an amazing <laughs> father. I meant when real estate, uh, real estate wise, like something's got to suffer. You, yep. you, you can't do that kind of pr- production and have good client care. I mean, it, it, it just can't happen. And so there wasn't, you know, there's a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, I could have I sold more houses than that had I had support. Now, Leah was amazing support, but, you know, we sold 215 houses as a team and she's gone two months. And so there's only so much I can do and there's only so much she can do. And so when we went into this year and where we are right now, uh, identified as Leah was moving out and going to stay home with her kids, identified, okay, we need admin, we need an assistant, we need a marketer, we need a manager of operations, and we need someone to do some coaching. So we had like five roles, but I wasn't going to hire five people. So that kind of came into two and a half people uh, where, you know, we hired Laura for admin. Are you the half? I'm not the half. So maybe we got three between the, the four of us, but... I, I hired Laura to do admin and assistant and then Adelina to do marketing and manager of operations. And so just like Ethan, you know, someday maybe it's just someone doing marketing and, you know, Adelina is just, um, you know, doing the manager operations side. <clears throat> and then uh, Lisa, who, is, you know, is our top producing agent on our team. She's meet with our agents one-on-one every week. Um, what's her, does she have a title or what's her? Yeah, but it's escaped me what her official title is, but, uh, but she's providing coaching to the rest of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apart from maybe a couple agents that have the most experience, but she's meeting one-on-one with most, most our agents on a weekly basis. That's a great way to leverage someone's talents inside of the operation. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously she's an amazing real estate agent, but, uh, I think she also has a desire to, to do that. Mm. Um, and you know, a skill to do that. So, uh, that's what we look like today. Um, uh, keep going. That's so two, two and a half to three and a half to four people. But then how many agents? So 13, I think. Okay. 12, 12, 13, 13 with me, I think. Um, and Here's so we were, when I started six years ago, buyer's agent. And even to this day, to this point right now, buyer's agent. Well, even we had the discussion two weeks ago where there's a transition to a, you're just an agent. Um, and so that's, our team continues to evolve. And so we're putting together new agreements for our team, you know, starting hopefully by December one, where you can almost graduate into that. You're a full agent. So you come on as a buyer's agent. Well, you don't have to, but right now that's the way it looks. 
to uh, to being a full agent. So that's good. <clears throat> so this is like a, a one sentence kind of question, not a sales pitch. I'm just curious who should and and why would someone join your respective teams? I mean, I don't know if you're looking to recruit people, I but it's more what what does your team offer yep. that who's the ideal target audience that would want to be a part of what you guys are doing? Uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, so um, I mean, the biggest thing we provide is leads. Uh, and I think we're trying to do better than I was a year ago at everything else. You know, we, we want to have an amazing support for our agents, you know, with, with Adelina and Laura and Lisa and myself. But, you know, we have a partnership with Zillow and then we spend more money on leads. So we have a over 150 leads coming in every single month that, you know, we're closing last month alone. We had 20 deals from Zillow. Um, we're on pace for that same number this month. I mean, those are, I mean, that's pretty significant uh, on a team of 13 that 20 from Zillow alone. And so, like I said, we've got other sources also, uh, but online lead generation is a huge part of what we do huge part of what we offer. Are you looking for converters then specifically? I think you have to be uh, if you're really going to be and enjoy doing what we do, because if, you know, if Zillow calls and you dread that call, um, it, it doesn't mean you're always doing this. And there's some agents on our team that do a lot less and are okay with it. Uh, and, and some want more and continue more. But to some degree, you got to be okay that someone's calling you that you've never met, you've never talked to, and they want to go meet you and as soon as you can meet them. So there's that aspect, like if you don't enjoy that or don't feel like you could be a great converter, it's, it's, it's you know, there's no... Well, that's part of your model. Yes, yeah, yeah <clears throat> you, you probably shouldn't do it. Well, I think part of anything like this, it's us as a company too, know who you are, yeah. uh, be clear about that, and then invite the right people into what you provide. Don't pretend to be something you're not, and then you get the best of both worlds. You get people that actually benefit from what you provide and you get the people that fit in. How about you? Why would people uh, join who, who and why would we join your team? So Kyle and I have two completely opposite <laughs> teams, which is why it's good to be on here with them. Um, but I tell people, so the reason not to join my team is if all you're looking for is leads. I, <laughs> I literally tell people that. So I tell Kyle, Hey, if I get people that that's what they want, send them I'll, I'll send them down the hallway. Um, but for us, it really comes down to our support, our coaching, our systems, and our processes. So what we want for our agent, and we, we like marketers um, as well, because that's who I am. Like, I built my business, our business around from our sphere, from referral, from marketing, branding, different things like that. And so our goal is to provide the coaching, the systems, and the processes to our agents so they can focus on what's most important, and that is lead generating, lead generation, taking care of their clients the best they can to generate more referrals and more business down the road. And then um, being able to give them the ideas and how teach them how to implement on the marketing side of things. It's good. I, I, I love the difference. And that's why you're both here because the, you have similar teams and optically, but I think a different target audience in terms of who benefits most from what you provide. And then you're in a whole different can of worms altogether. So how would you answer that question, yeah. Jared? I would say, I would say probably our value-added proposition would be shadowing and mentoring. Mm. Um, and that's how Katie learned. That's how back in the day Jessica Eagles. I mean, there, 
different buyer specialists have just said, come just ride in my vehicle and sit in my office and listen and, and I'll work through, you know, how to write up an offer and how, <clears throat> excuse me, how to do all these things. Writing offers gets you emotional. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tears about are flowing. It. it hasn't been one in a while. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's where we have to offer on our team is just, you know, come be part of the family, I guess. And, and more of the networking side, I would say too, like bring your SOI and let's talk about that and work through how you can approach them and, and how to, how to really gain business by referral. That's the main thing that we're working on. So kind of a side note, but fascinating. You've got a team member that's not in your, you're in the Ames MLS. You've got a team member that's on the Des Moines MLS operating out of West Des Moines. We're seeing more and more of this. I don't know what this is called, but teams that have team members operating sort of on the outer markets, right? Outposts. Yeah. And there's some challenges with that, obviously. And I think Casey would, would say, if he could be in Ames, it'd be a different experience for him. And so I think it's important for us to continue to talk with him. And do you feel like you're a part of this? Um, is it working? You know, what can we do better? Um, but that whole relationship started as a mentoring relationship anyway. And so it, he came in yeah. basically the same way. No, I love, I love the answer. I love apprenticeship and I love mentorship and knowing all of you pretty well. I know your differences and Jared, you are, that's you. You're the student, like I said, of, you might not hire a coach, but you're all about learning from others and you're very hands-on, right? So your capacity to pass on that, um, I always say this is a trade and the best way to learn a trade is from a master tradesman. Mm -hmm. And that's what you guys are with what you do with your clients. So, uh, I got I got coaching support system from Ethan. I've got mentorship apprenticeship from Jared, and then really all of you have all these things, right? And I've got yeah, like hold hard Zilla leads. I do ha I do have leads. My yes. my agents do get leads. They're it's not what not you're selling. It's not what I'm selling. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bonus, and it's definitely yeah, yeah. It's something they get, but it's not the person I'm. I'm not looking for a hundred percent converter. Um, like yeah. So, but that's the business of real estate is getting leads. That's what we're. Yeah, you still got to be a converter in some way, or else mm -hmm. you're never gonna. Yeah. Even if your friend calls you up, you're but never. You're, gonna. <laughs> you're teaching them more to go work their own database, fear and and five spokes, whereas you are doing that, but you're also wanting them to focus on the stuff that's coming down the Zillow funnel because you got to feed that goose that's laying those golden eggs. Different business models, and it's a way. I mean, quite frankly, a lot of those agents that have been brand new. I don't know who was up six figures if that was Jeff or not, but you know, here's a guy who was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So what's he a year? He's probably 14 months into the business and only a 391% increase yeah. from last year. Do you know if he's a converter? He must be. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And some of it, you don't, you don't know, like you may think you are, or you may, you know, in your mind, like, Oh, that sounds good. But until you actually do it, you don't know if you're good at it or not. And um, so anyway, okay. That's really good stuff. So let's just talk a little bit about challenges and opportunities. Uh, High level, best and hardest part of managing a team. I can go. <clears throat> um, I think first, the biggest thing is just the time. You only have so much time in a day and learning how to allocate those that time in the right ways is important. Um, and then also learning, really tr trying to figure out what it is that you really want. Um, I tried to force myself and <clears throat> Jamie and I tried to force ourselves into something at the end of last year until about, 
oh, I don't even know, April of this year. It was a six months of dreading. We were trying to push ourselves into this huge team growth thing that we were, because that's what, I mean, our coach is fantastic, but that's what they, Tom Ferry was pushing like team growth, team growth, team growth. And that's what we were trying to go and do. Which meant like a recruiting department and. Yeah, full new marketing initiative, like playbooks and all this different stuff. And like Jamie and I just got burnt out. Like I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. (laughs) And so finally one day it was just like, we, I came back from, came back from something, some event. And I was like, you know what? I just want to continue to sell. And like, I love the market. Like when her and I talk marketing strategies, like that's what gets me excited. And that's what gets her excited. So we're like, why are we trying to force ourselves? So one, trying to understand um, what it is that you truly want. Um, And then the time and trying to manage the time is hard if you want to do things right. Um, And then, Third thing is just communication. Um, With any team set up, even with obviously marriage, different things like that, um, that my wife and I are still trying to figure out how to better communicate. Um, But same thing in business, just communication is a big thing, learning to how to best communicate, how to be open about how you're feeling, that you like something, don't like something, especially for the people under you because they want to, hold back things. So trying to get to a space where they feel comfortable with opening up is a, which we have got to now. Um, and it's a huge relief that, that Jamie, for example, or Alicia can come to me with concerns or how they're feeling. And like, we can alleviate a problem there instead of letting things build or so just the communication is a big thing that learning yeah. to navigate that is hardest part of managing a team is managing people. It would, it would be simple if it wasn't for all the people. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, every person you add, it's a whole other set of emotions and fears and concerns. and Yeah, and everybody's different and, d- yeah, acts different and uh, has different things that make them happy, has different things that make them sad. And Is that part different than the part being a coach? Like a sport coach or like a... Well, you say you love coaching, right? That's why you're doing this. And so that is that different or is it the same as... Um, guiding people through sort of the HR side of managing people. And I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know if I quite understand it. Sorry. Um, I, I see in you the parts of coaching that make a lot of sense. Uh, I, I managing people as you know, I've got a bunch of those that I get to manage. There's days I love that because I'm helping guide people towards better and better versions of themselves and mm-hmm. overcoming challenges and seeing how to think about problems differently. And um, and I actually like that, I think, better than coaching. I think you're a better coach and I might be a better manager. Um, yes, so that's why I have Jamie. I mean, part of Jamie's director of operations is management. So I, I am not a great manager. You're because, a nine quick start, right? Yeah. So if Jamie asked me, like Jamie and Alicia, they don't. Oh, sorry. That's okay, buddy. Kyle's there leg was a leg touch there. <laughs> a leg touch. Like they don't ask. I wouldn't even say I manage them. Like they just do their, like Jamie manages Alicia and I would say manages more of the team. I coach, guide, and like my, our vision is, empowering others to make a positive impact. So similar to probably what 
you do on that side of things, but that's like what I want to do. I want to empower them, give them what's necessary to go out and make a difference in whoever they're dealing with on a daily basis. And the so, way I would describe that in you is I think you're a visionary and Jamie is an integrator to follow great. traction or whatever. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Um, best and hardest parts. Uh, hardest part is, I mean, like you said, the people aspect, I hate confrontation. Like <laughs> yes, I want everybody do. to like me. And so, you know, that's a difficult part. I mean, I miss the days when it's, Hey, it's just me. There's no one else really to worry about. I miss that part, but I love having a team and I love, you know, there's, I said this the other day when we were chatting, but you know, the, how many times I hear from someone on my team, like, Hey, thank you. Because be able to come alongside and help someone, you know, uh, earn a living and build a business. And, you know, that's an exciting thing to be a part of. And it's fulfilling. It is fulfilling. So, you know, the good parts is putting the right people in place where I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, really, I, my, I don't know. I'm not a good coach or a manager. I'm not really good at anything. But except I think I'm pretty good in front of people and selling. I never thought of myself as a salesperson person, but being in front of people and connecting with people is a skill set that I have. And I think it's made me good in sales and selling real estate. And so like, man, if I could have everybody else do everything else, then I'll just be, be a part of it, you know, and run it and all that good stuff, but really let the other people run it. We're all sitting here trying to figure out if we, if we should laugh or (laughs) (coughs) because you're, you're joking, but you're not, you, you really, I once thought I was all those things. Well, like, oh, like, I'll be a pretty good coach. Like, I went I went and trained with Tom Ferry to be a coach. And then I didn't do it because I don't think I would be very good at it. Uh, and then the thought of myself, I was going to go be a broker and manage. And I don't think I'd be very good at it. So what are you good at? <laughs> I'm good at being with people <laughs> and nothing else. Uh, so Well, but what's, what's cool about that, at the authentic level is when you realize what you aren't, you find good people to surround yourself with that are 100%. good at those weaknesses. And then they get it's, we call it unique ability teamwork. Yeah. Uh, we unique ability is our term that we borrowed from strategic coach and your unique ability is a thing that it's like a superpower that when you do it, uh, you're, uh, when you're doing that thing, if you can get people to do that thing, you're getting the best of them and they're putting out the best value that they've That's- got why Zillow has been great for me or go and meet somebody who I've never met. Cause I feel like I can be friends with you by the time we're done. Like you're going to feel like we're friends. Sorry. What's it going to do with Zillow? Meeting someone. Cause just, you know, first hey, encounter. we can hang out. First it's my first encounter. encounter but I, by the time we, I leave you 20 minutes from now, I feel like we're going to have a connection. And so I feel that's a skill set that I have mm. that has helped me. Is that what a sales. converter is? Yeah, maybe, maybe building, it's what, yeah. Building trust quickly. Yeah, know? building yeah. trust quickly that they leave there and they're like, oh, I'd love to work with this guy. And and you're you're passing that on to a group of other people because you've created an opportunity and a flow, a funnel, and you're creating opportunities for others to benefit from that. Because honestly, I mean, all of you, but you, you've, uh, real estate's been good to you. It's been incredible. Especially yeah. the last few years. Yeah. Uh, how about you, best and hardest part? Yeah, similar to these guys. I mean, it just it's really fun to see other people succeed and, uh-huh. and um, you know, to talk about the wins and even, even if they have a challenge, just talking through it and seeing how they can, the light bulb goes on. Oh, maybe I'll try that. And they go and do that. And then they come back and they're like, that worked. You know, that's pretty fulfilling. Yeah. Um, challenging, you know, like these guys have been saying, I mean, 
managing expectations and what these people bring to the table, you know, um, an abundance mindset rather than scarcity and, oh, well, if I give them a lead, then I don't have it anymore and all of that kind of stuff, you know, just that can be a challenge and just wanting to be able to say, no, that's awesome. Take those people and run with them. Do mm-hmm. do the best job you can with them. And at the end, you're going to have a closing. I'm going to celebrate with you. So Success through others. It, we, we always talk about that. It's so challenging. I feel yeah. like I only heard the, what's the hardships of this? I didn't share any positives of having a team. So. <laughs> I, I love the celebration part. We have a group chat on Telegram. Uh, so Now he's making you look really bad, Ethan. Yep. No, we have a group chat on Telegram where it's, Every morning we give our numbers because I'm very I am very numbers driven. Telegram is like a group chat. It's like a group chat, but okay. y- you can always add people and you don't lose the conversation. You know, okay. uh, it doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or Android or whatever. You should have an iPhone, but uh, but on on that we can every morning you had this many conversations, this many appointments, and I sold a house, and I love because our team always celebrates together. Where yeah. Anna sold a house yesterday, and so she puts her numbers in there. It's a sale, and like. Congrats, Anna. That's awesome. Whatever. And are you using your gong downstairs? I haven't heard that. Oh, thing I know. We got to, yeah. You know, we're trying to reorganize it. But yeah, Jeff bought the gong and we need more of that. We but used to have a bell up front. Do you remember the bell, Jerry? I remember the bell. Yeah. There was a I bell like in the to back. Hear, I'd like to hear RPM. your gong go we'll off. Get, we'll, it, it went off. It's gone off. Okay. But yeah. So, anyways, it's just, it's just fun. That part Community of it. Community you know, part of it and yeah. the collaboration. And yeah. And yeah. you know, I, I just think having, like, watching our team members all like feed off of each other which is why the new space is amazing because before we were jam-packed in two rooms like this so we so did thanks some, to dylan we did some remodeling and mm-hmm. carl and ethan now have little team spaces that they've rented right yeah and so they want to come in there and they all have a table they have like a more i guess comfortable space that they can all hang out in and just the way they interact and feed off of each other is and just to yeah hear the winds and see all this stuff is just great and then like we'll go do door knocker or door hangers on some spots. And for example, Kelsey will be doing them in a neighborhood that she has sold a house in. And Emily just out of, because they're that close, will go That's great. hang door hangers on a neighborhood just with her. And they'll go to put signs in the yards together. And just, so it's super cool to see that. And yeah, the celebrations and to see their success is just awesome. Well, you're touching on something very, very interesting that <clears throat> I think is at the, it's one of the key levers of why we've done what we've done as a company on team. And it's, I think it's got to do with just humanity and everything's gotten bigger and we've had uh, it's a post COVID world. And I think that people, especially younger people, millennials, I think we desire to have a tribe and a clan. And I think the problem is the world's gotten so big. So we've got thousands of friends on Facebook, but what we're starved for is just five intimate relationships. And I think teams create some of that context for uh, apprenticeship, mentorship, but also collaboration, camaraderie. Uh, when we were a super small sales organization, we could provide some things to our team of 20 that it's very, very hard to do at 200. What you guys are doing in your respective spaces is creating that for your team members and our agents. And I think that's, uh, that is one of the big levers. The second one is I just think that there's no better way to learn this business than through an apprenticeship. If you can get close to someone that is really good at this. That's the best way you learn this, hands down. So I like all those uh, answers. Do you want to be more positive, Ethan? Is there more you want to tack on there? Are you good? Um, I just, I love everything about the team. Structure. There we go. You want to talk about your marriage? That didn't sound <laughs> good earlier. <laughs> oh, no, we have a fantastic marriage. Just <laughs> communication. Just 
It's got to get my wife to use the calendar like I use the calendar. <laughs> oh, it's her issue, not yours. <laughs> I got it now. That's the problem, right? <laughs> no, it's mine. I just put things on a calendar and expect her to look at it and don't actually tell her. Okay, I know you got to roll kind of soon. Give me just five or ten minutes and we'll wrap this up. <clears throat> I am curious what's next for you guys, uh, team-wise. What's big plans for either next year or what's around the corner, strategy-wise, big picture? You're supposed um, to. You're supposed to have thought this, or is this is this the time of year you're thinking about that? Yeah. Well, good. Sure. This will be a yeah, head have, start. We have big goals for next year. Um, I, I'm going to jinx myself. I say them, so I'm not going to say them out loud. Um, but we do have big goals from a production standpoint. That's also going to probably make it so we have to increase some agents on our team as well. But really, just continuing to increase. I feel like we do a pretty good job doing client experience, um, but even doubling down on that more, not just for us, but for our agents. And then really even making, putting more systems and processes in place for our agents and not just like myself. So trying to implement agent wide or team wide, what we implement as me as a cell, I've done as a solo agent for the last five years. Which helps them how? By increasing the number of business transactions they can do because yeah. it frees them up time-wise and it helps them to learn how to nurture their database and their past clients to yeah. get more business. Yeah, every time you say the word process or system, I think uh, systematize the predictable so you can humanize the experience. It's E-Myth Revisited 101. Yep. And yeah, so and hopefully some growth over in 2023 um, okay. new agents and maybe a new support person. See where it goes. You're not going to break off that marketing yet? Uh, I don't, no, not yet. You got to be careful with, uh, over committing as well on, I mean, one of the biggest threats to a small business is getting too much on the payroll side, right? Like fixed expenses are, especially yeah, in markets that are shifting. You've told me that a lot. So the good thing about Alicia going from part-time to more hours is we actually took a lot of what Jamie was doing, all of our listing coordination type stuff too. So we've actually pushed that to Alicia now mm -hmm. or pushing that. So now Jamie's freed up more to do more marketing. So therefore it saves awesome. us on a new person. Well, I think of your team as a marketing heavy team. You guys put out a lot of, I think that's actually kind of how we are here. Kyle, kind of a converter team. You're sort of a marketing networking team. Yep. And more of a networker. But I, I also think of you as a marketer, Jared, when I think back to postcards and stuff around listings and, and branding yourself in the community. So um, how about you? What's next for you? Yeah, I think probably the the big decision is whether we bring on part-time staff for more of the admin and the client and customer care stuff. So I think that's an ongoing conversation we're going to have here the rest of the year and decide how that looks. Katie's now a mom of... Three, three under three, but back in the seat now, right? She's mm -hmm. back at work and showing up and yeah, she's killing it. That's got to be a lot to juggle. <laughs> three young kids. It is. It's helpful that she has her folks and her in-laws in town. That's a big deal. So admin, anything else on your mind? No, I, that's probably the main, the main thing. That's good. How about you? I'm not good at a lot of things. But uh, I said not, that like four I, times I, now. I'm not. You're, very, you're good at a lot of things. <laughs> well, Kyle, you're amazing. You're thank amazing. you, thank you, man. I'm not a visionary, and I used to think I was a lot of things, but I'm not a visionary. But what I've learned about myself, and I'm an implementer. So, like, if I see the vision, I can carry it out. Yeah. 
And so when you talk about what I want, it's not like, oh, I want to be 20, 25 agents and I want this and that. I just, you know, when a plan's in front of me, then I, I just go with it and roll with it. And so we've seen, I didn't expect to be 13, 15 of us now. And, you know, we have a couple other agents that are getting ready to join our team. And one thing I know is that team has grown that that next step might be someone full-time in marketing. Um, so I don't have a, a grand picture, a vision board of like, okay, here's where we're going to be next year. Uh, it just, you know, my, my head's kind of down and like, okay, let's, let's do it. And execute, execute, if, execute, execute. And if we grow, awesome. If we don't, I, I don't care. So, um, that's my plan. Well, I can get behind that pretty quick. I, I, I'm trying to remember the quote, but uh, there's significantly more people with brilliant plans that didn't work out than there are that did. Mm. I believe it all lies in the execution. <clears throat> Tons of brilliant ideas that never got off the ground. So uh, I think I've seen you do that. Head down, get it done. Last two questions super quick, and we'll close this out. Advice uh, both on joining a team. So again, let's not make this a solicitation, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, if people are looking to join a team, just thoughts uh, on that as a brand new agent and then advice on starting a team. And the question there specifically, if you're thinking about other people a few years behind you that are kicking around, maybe I should do this. Um, who should and shouldn't and why? Are we just starting with that first question? You can do both or you can, you can do whatever you want. You're so good at so many things. Wow. So for an agent that's looking to join a team. Okay. Let me, let me slow it down. Advice on joining a team. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, my team consists of a lot of agents that are either newer to the business or I have two that were three that were agents somewhere else, didn't have a database here. And so I think what a team like mine provides is an opportunity to actually go out and, you know, start making money because there's, there, you know, there's leads coming in. Not that other teams don't offer that, but there's actual people that you're going to meet with and an opportunity to sell. So I think, you know, that side of things to have, I was not a team when I joined, but I had my sister and my dad who both provided that. And had I not had that, I would have probably struggled to get off the ground. So I think having the opportunity uh, to be fed some business as a new agent was a big deal. An apprenticeship there as well for you. Yeah, yeah for sure. How about you guys? Uh, I think for us, um, advice on joining. I mean, if you have, I'd say for for our team, since more networking heavy, if you've got a, a, a group of people that you know well and that you've uh, maybe from a past business, you know, you've got this group of people that you interact with and have relationship with and, and uh, but have interest in real estate um, and getting into the business if you're brand new, um, you know, I think we can give a lot of support with the mentoring and the shadowing and, and just how to, how to go further with those people into the business. And so that'd be something that we'd want to look for. Well, you're back to where you started. Uh, you offer mentorship and apprenticeship. And so I think what I heard you say is you look for like-minded people that you want to do business together with and better together. Yeah, we don't necessarily have a, we don't have a plan to grow exponentially yeah. in the size. It's more about the right person. Yeah. So if, if they would fit our team, then we're open to, we're open to growing and, and changing with yeah. that. No, and the question is general. I think it's not even about your teams. It's just about people that are considering a team. Like my first piece of advice to someone joining a team or thinking about joining a team is, well, hold on. Why do you want to do this? Because I don't think this is for everyone. I think certain people benefit from this and certain agents, I would say, no, that's a bad decision. And I sit down with a lot of people and try and guide them through that as like a, I think of myself as a dual agent. I'm like, well, here's the pros 
of connecting yourself with somebody else, there are some there are some cons to joining a team. You do forfeit some other focus. Like, no offense, I love, you're dead right, Kyle. They, they get this track record to run on. They get this path to start meeting with clients. They forfeit some of their time building their own database. There's pros and cons. There's trade-offs in everything. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make is um, there's a unique opportunity in joining teams. And I love that space because it creates an amazing mentorship and path. I just don't know that it's for everyone either. Yeah. And the same is, go ahead. At least for one more thing, at least for people joining our team, I would want them to think long-term. Like this isn't, yeah. this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. Mm-hmm. Like you got to put in the time, you know, with maybe not seeing some business for quite a while before it starts to come in. And, and so just encouraging people to have a long, um, just a long mindset on how they're going to enter into this business. That'd be important for coming into our team. And I think advice just would be figure out who you are as a person first and then talk to multiple teams and figure out where you're going to best belong. Just like you would do with a brokerage, I would recommend any agent that gets into it would do. I would say the same thing as a team. Like figure out first where you want your business to come from, how you want to go about getting business, what you what's most important to you as an agent joining a team, if you're going to join one and then figure out which team best fits you. Well, and the hard part is knowing that as a new agent. <clears throat> and that's where we try as much as we can. Angela, myself, Teske, we yeah. guide these guys to understand some of them would benefit from that for sure. Others, the best thing we can do is say, Hey, why don't you try this yourself for six to 12 months and see where you land? I love that both of those options exist today. That's the part that makes me happy from a brokerage level, because I think we're providing a better set of opportunities to people wanting to get into this business. Um, literally just 10 seconds, 20 seconds, uh, starting a team. Um, well, no, let's not do that. You don't want to invite people to compete with you, do you? I'm I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, who should or shouldn't start teams, Carl? You want me to name people within our company? <laughs> I, I got a list. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, one thing we mentioned earlier, but there is more responsibility. Yeah. While you gain freedom, you lose some freedom as well. And so I'm on the phone with our agents quite a bit and that's, that's okay, but it's, it's different. And, uh, you know, I've got two employees and so you got to make sure you're providing for them. And so there's more responsibility in that. So everything's a trade-off. Yeah. There's a trade-off. So that's great. I love that response. How about you? Yeah, I would say don't, going back to the whole ego thing, don't just start a team to pad an ego. Make sure it's yeah. a true business decision and make sure that you're truly doing it for the benefit of everybody involved in the deal. And know that, yes, you may gain some freedom of <clears throat> time or whatnot, but you also gain a lot more responsibility and a lot more people depending on you to do things right because now they're on your team and you're the leader of that team. And so there's a lot more responsibility and a lot more, I mean, it's just like with a buyer or seller, they're depending on you to help you sell, buy or sell homes. These team members are are depending on you to help them get more business. Both of those responses make me think of the 5149, uh, always be in every relationship that you enter into ensure or aim or strive to be providing 51% at least of the value in the relationship. So give more than you're taking. 
Is this and for his marriage? Is that you're talking to him now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Personal now. That needs to be 99-1. Okay, all right. Yeah. 100, 100. Yeah. There you go, Jared. Um, yeah, ask the question. What What is the... I'm, ask, I'm asking uh, just advice for anyone that's kicking around starting a team yeah. and what you think about that. I think they have to, I mean, it's pretty basic, but they have to get along with other people. <laughs> if they, if they really just want to kind of tackle this business on their own and create their own space and just run hard, then it's probably not for them. Right. Can't but just if, be in it for you. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, Katie was a, an athlete her whole life, she's always part of a team. And so for her, it was no question. Like I want to be part of something that's greater than me yeah. as an individual. And so she thrives in that environment. And that's the type of person I think that could do well on a team if, if they enjoy that. Uh, again, 5149. So love it. <clears throat> I think it's why you guys are doing well. I think you're killers, you're performers, you're hunters, you're builders. You want to create something and you want to win. But I think all of you are attempting to do that in a way that actually creates more value in the world than it is just uh, taking. And so I think it's a winning formula. That's who we look for, by the way, to partner with. So appreciate all your work as sort of pioneers, I guess, in this team space. Well, like I told you, we've got a whole bunch of people playing around with teams, and I do think it's a big part of the business model for the future. So appreciate your guys' time. Do you want to close us out with uh, in song or anything like that, Kyle? Where are you headed to next? I'm gonna, going to show a $1.5 million home. That's why you're anxious. Yeah, but uh, hey, I'm not going to be late to that one. Don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thanks again. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll do this again sometime. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com. 